Today we are reading from the animal family. We now continue from the bear. One cold afternoon in late autumn, when the hunter came home from the forest, the mermaid met him at the door. Come quick! Come quick! She said, seizing him by the arm. Her face was worried and miserable. The hunter had never seen her look so miserable. What is it? The hunter said. He's dying, the mermaid said. I reached in and touched him, and he didn't move. He didn't even know I was there, and he's barely breathing. He takes a little faint, slow breath, and then doesn't breathe at all. You can count six or seven before he takes another breath. Oh Lord," said the hunter. "I knew I should have looked for him when he didn't come home last night. Where is he? Up at the cliff, in the tall cave, the narrow one, the one you can barely get inside." They hurried off. Maybe it was another bear, and he crawled there because he was hurt so bad he couldn't get home. The hunter called back over his shoulder. Was he bleeding much? No, not a bit. The mermaid answered, "He's." But the hunter, running as fast as he could go, was already too far off to hear her. The mermaid toiled along up the path. When she got near enough to the cliff to see the cave, the hunter had disappeared. She went to the mouth of the cave and peered inside. The hunter was bending over the bear, feeling him. And the bear didn't move. All at once, the hunter straightened up, took a step toward her, and started to laugh. Hearing his echoing laugh down there in the darkness of the cave was frightening to the mermaid. But he had such a relief sound that she cried, "He isn't dying. He's all right." He's never been better off in his life," said the hunter. "I forgot you didn't know. He's just asleep, asleep for the winter." For the winter. Hibernation, right? Mm, yeah. No, you know this, okay? I know. Bears sleep all winter. You know how fat he has been getting. Well, he will lie here fast asleep until spring, unless there's a warm spell. And it's all right for him to be like that. That's the way they all do. You can't wake them. Watch. He got hold of the bear below the shoulders, pulled him up as far as he could, and began to shake him. He shook and shook, and then gave a tremendous shout. One that made the mermaid's ears ring. Not even the bear's breathing changed. How queer," said the mermaid. "How queer! Oh, I'm so glad he's all right." The hunter lowered the bear to the ground, pet him affectionately, and then climbed out of the cave. The mermaid said, "I think I'll pet him too." She did, and then said sorrowfully, "He won't be with us all winter. Every winter." The hunter remembered something the mermaid had said about her sister. And said, laughing, "He was all summer. Why do you want him all winter too?" Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm used to him. They often talked about him that winter. Occasionally, the hunter would go out to the cave and come back with a cheerful, fast sleep. Once the mermaid answered, "It's like that story of your mother's." Like what? Like that story. You know the Sleeping Beauty one. It's like having that sleeping beauty for a pet. They didn't miss him, and when at last, one foggy morning in March, there was a scratching at the door, and a thin, grumpy, famished bear stuck his nose in over the threshold. They fed him thankfully. How he ate, and how he grew! By the end of the summer, he was so big that when he ran, he looked like a bed galloping across the meadow. You could hardly believe so big a thing could move so fast. A bear galloping across the meadow. The bigger the bear got, 
the weather the bear got. And there's nothing so noticeable as a wet bear. It rained on the bear. The bear forded streams. The bear fished. He would sit and stay in the little river that came down to the sea, with the water boiling up over his back, and snap or bat the fish swimming up through the white water. And finally, when the rain was over, the river crossed, and the fish eaten. The bear would come home. The first year, it was like having a wet Saint Bernard come home. The second year, he was more like a wet Shetland pony. The third year, he was like a wet horse in a wet overcoat. Drying him was like drying a marsh. They could have taken everything in the house, rubbed him with it, and in the end, they and everything in the house would have been wet and the bear still not dry. He would sit by the fireside in a little pool of water. His fur was steam, and the pool of water was steam. Steam would cover the glass of the window. He would start to shake himself. No, 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 no! The hunter and the mermaid would shout, and the bear, their trained bear, wouldn't shake himself. He had learned that when they shouted "no, no," it meant he mustn't shake himself. Outside, of course, he did. The hunter had once measured on the beach the circle the bear made when he shook himself. From the west center to the imprint of the last scattered drops was seventeen steps. The bear's life was placid and uneventful, and he snorted or shuffled or galloped through it, grunting in satisfaction. Occasionally, though, he met with accident. One warm, soft afternoon, the hunter and the mermaid were sitting inside talking when the bear burst through the doorway, bounded to the bed, and thrashing and plunging. Tried to dig himself in under the bear skin. Just behind him was a cloud of bees. Bees! cried the hunter, slapping his neck. Bees! said the mermaid. Then she gave a shriek and clutched her shoulder. Another bee had landed. The hunter seized her, heaved her up into his arms, and staggered out the door. As he ran, he heard the bear groan. Some of the bees must have got in under the bear skin. There were dozens of them just behind the hunter and the mermaid. Oh! Screamed the mermaid as one of them caught up. The hunter ran, very awkwardly and very fast, across the meadow to the beach. The tide was in. He splashed through the shallow water, gave two desperate plunges that carried them out to waist deep, and then fell headlong. The mermaid, flying out of his arms, disappeared into the next wave. Almost before they could get their heads out of the water, the bees were on them, snorting and blowing. His eyes and nose full of seawater. The hunter heaved and plunged and splashed. A perfect fountain of water and spray rose over him. The mermaid imitated him faithfully for a moment, then lost her balance, fell over, and began to splash as hard as she could with her tail. For the bees, it was like trying to get at two geysers under sea. Wet, cold, and discouraged, they began to make larger and larger circles around the two, and a few of them even turned back towards the beach. We're getting them! Splash! Splash! Shouted the hunter. In five minutes, the last bee was flying sulkily over the beach towards the meadow. The hunter was sitting there panting, with water up to his neck, and the mermaid was laughing. She laughed so hard that she strangled, stopped till she could get her breath, and then started to laugh all over again. The hunter began to laugh himself. We're getting them! Splash, splash! cried the mermaid, pointing at the hunter and laughing harder than ever. If that's the way you take it, said the hunter, I won't give you any advice next time. The mermaid answered, "Just so long as you carry me." How did you ever get us here so fast?
The hunter said, "I must have been inspired." Oh, that bear of ours! Either we got to train him to leave the bee trees alone, or else we got to keep the door shut. Let's teach him to run for the beach instead of his bear skin. We can tell him you're a big bear now. I'll go see how it's up at the house. The hunter said he was soon back. There are dozens still flying in and out of the door. I don't know where he is. You can see they're just doing it out of habit. They'll be gone by sunset. That night, as the two of them were sitting by the fire, all serene except for the clay they put on their stings, something scratched at the door. The hunter opened it, and the bear came in. Evidently, he had ended in the water himself. He was sodden, but the water hadn't washed away the big gummy smears of honey and beeswax on his head and shoulders. There were dead bees caught in his fur, even. He sat down and began to lick his right front paw. The bare palm had several swollen places on it where the bees had stung him. Just look at his poor nose," said the mermaid. It was so swollen that, like a man with the mumps, the bear didn't even resemble himself. And yet he didn't look dissatisfied or miserable, but just sat by them licking his fur as if he were home and glad to be home. The harder he licked, the more of a mess he made of himself. As fire got his wet fur warmer and warmer. A little cloud of steam rose from him. He smelled like four or five wet dogs in a beehive. Before long, his contented, shining eyes began to get a blurred look. He had a full day, the hunter said. If he's got as much honey inside as outside, he's a full bear, the mermaid replied. And wax and bees. Remember, bears eat bees too. Is there anything anybody in the whole world eats that we don't eat? Have we ever found a single thing that he won't eat? Oh, wood. If it's dead wood, he turns it over and rips it up and eats all the grubs and bugs inside. And if it's a live tree, he bats at the branches till he's got all the nuts off, and then he eats them. And if it's spring, he eats the buds and the blossoms and the bark on the. You are right, the hunter said. The bear's eyes had closed. He began to snore. It was a gentle, peaceful sound. He looked as if he had spent the day dozing by the fireside. He's got a real gift for getting along in the world, the hunter said admiringly. Doesn't he look innocent? The mermaid said, "To think we used to live without a bear." To be continued. Thank you for listening to podcast Double Eggplant. For more, please visit freetime.education/rewind. Text copyright by respective authors. Audio copyright 2023 by Freetime Rewind. Music by Lord Geo. I'm not a younger no more. Time flies so fast it felt like last year I was one for oh oh. Life is better than before. Ain't nobody gave me keys that had to break down that door. Oh oh. West side baby. West side baby. West side baby. Whoa whoa. Hey, toda la gente que me está escuchando, sigan sus sueños. I want everyone to follow your dreams. No dejen que nadie les diga que no. You hear me? Don't let nobody, and I mean nobody say no. Yo, I'm a I'm a West.